0: Everyone's entitled to their opinion. It's a pretty common refrain, right? And seemingly sensical, in a free society, everybody gets to have their own opinion about things, public and private. And so that uh, that statement is, is framing opinions as a right, a right that we all share. We get to have an opinion on things. And I'd like to try to flip that on its head because... What if having an opinion on something, especially matters, public matters, is actually a privilege instead of a right? And a privilege, of course, is something that we have to earn. We have to behave in certain ways, do certain behaviors to earn a privilege. And so, say if there's some political matter, some foreign policy matter, some cultural issue that we all feel the need to weigh, on, weigh in and on, or maybe you don't, but I do. Instead of saying, oh, yeah, I, I'm entitled to my opinion on that. I, I get to have opinion, and I should have an opinion. Uh, what if I said, no, I am not entitled to opinion until I've done certain things? And the most basic one, of course, would be research. The problem with research, of course, is that it's very easy to do research that is completely and subconsciously in the service of justifying or... Um, uh yet reaffirming our preconceived notions about a topic. So if we think that raising taxes is bad, then we can do that. Certain Google searches that will come up with results that'll explain all the reasons why raising taxes hurt the economy or hurt poor people or this or that, and those studies that say that. And if we think that raising taxes on rich people is good or businesses is good, then of course we can do research that will justify that conclusion. So research alone is not enough. It has to be research combined with that deep sense of our fallibility as thinking machines. Because I've really come to the deep, deep conclusion that that not deep, not deep in the sense of profound. It's just that I've I believe it more and more. Um, that word our brains are not built to assess reality accurately. Our brains are built for many things, you know, to assess the tool like value of things in our environment to, of course, keep us safe, keep us fed, to mate, uh, to keep us in our tribe, and to keep bad things away from us. But they're not built to assess truth from fiction or whole truths from half-truths. And so, and this is, of course, in the form of cognitive... This, this takes its shape in the form of cognitive biases. And I think we've, you've probably heard of some of these. And there's just an endless litany of ways that our brain constantly mistakes reality um, for all sorts of reasons. And I think a lot of what's coming out more now is that a lot of these cognitive biases, while they look bad at uh, at the job of actually assessing reality, they're doing some other function um, that is useful for us, just not actually getting to reality. So again, that research that we might do on a topic has to be grounded in that really humble sense that I'm, I'm constantly at risk of being led astray with my cog- cognitive biases. And so one of the ways we can do that is obviously just try to put more emphasis on on angles of research that will, that will disconfirm our previously held notion about a certain topic or preconception about it. And so if we have that preconception that raising taxes will be good for our society economy, whatever, then, um, we should try to read some research that actually says the opposite. And this is kind of like what we covered in the, in the change your mind, uh, musing, but it's that, that conjoining of, uh, humility in the face of our myriad cognitive biases with that research, that curiosity that I think will then begin to, give us that privilege uh, of having an opinion. And so if we haven't done those things or not willing to do those things, then what's the answer there? I would, I would posit that it's a reflexive agnosticism instead of reflexive opinionation, it's reflexive agnosticism. And so maybe you're not this way. Maybe you, you know, not everybody. I'm not, I'm not saying that everybody is reflexively opinionated on public matters, But a lot of people I know are, and I certainly have that impulse to be reflexively opinionated. Oh, yeah, okay, I've heard that. I'm gonna have an opinion. Let's go, let's talk about that. And not even in the context of debating, but just like, oh, I I know about that. I I have an opinion about that. And instead, you know, 99% of the time, let's just not have opinions about things. Because we haven't done the work to earn that privilege. So again, trying to flip that that old adage of everybody's entitled to their opinion on its head. And all this is not to say that. Um, that the truth of any matter is again, equidistant between the two poles. If you're talking about partisan matters, it's not to say that the, yeah, the truth is equidistant between the left and the right vision of reality. Um, And it's not to say that you can't, you know, agitate and activate and work and donate and everything else on behalf of what your perception of reality is. It's more to say that just epistemologically, if we want the chance of moving closer to reality, then we should probably take this tack of reflexive agnosticism because it's just not good uh, (laughs) if knowledge-seeking, truth-seeking is your goal. It's just not good truth-seeking behavior to have opinions on a bunch of things. And the caveat here is i think there's another you know the subtle thing is you can you can play at having opinions so we can acknowledge our, our humility acknowledge all the cognitive biases that we're laden with and then we could say but i'm still gonna play fight a little bit as if this i held this opinion so i'm gonna pick up this sword i'm gonna joust with someone else maybe with myself a little bit and in so doing i can see the limitations of the opinion and be willing to drop it at a moment's notice uh, again. So I'm not identifying with it, but I'm like doing some play fighting, some intellectual play fighting with it. And I, I think there could be value in that. And that's that, Kind of like that idea of strong opinions Lucy held. Um, I think it's that's resonant with that idea. But uh, at the end of the day, I think we should just try to, at least for ourselves, flip on its head the notion that everybody's entitled to their opinion. And say, no, very few people are entitled to an opinion on a given topic. And, um, yeah, those, the, the, that's a privilege to get to have an opinion on something is a privilege. And I'm sure I'm missing a lot of this story, but it feels like a worthwhile intervention. So anyway, thanks so much for listening. And, um, as always for, if you have guest suggestions or feedback on anything that we've been talking about, please do email me at happy at gmail.com. And, uh, we'll see you next time on Happy When Curious.